This is the Pro Wrestling Shoot. This is the Pro Wrestling Shoot. Here we go again. This is the Pro Wrestling Shoot. Hey, what's up? This is your host, Jesse Carter. Pro Wrestling Shoot. It's about to get exciting. Pro Wrestling Shoot. How long is this going to last? Pro Yo, this is Jesse Carter, and you already know you are listening to the Pro Wrestling Shoot. Today, as always, I'm joined with my co-host, James Pinard Jr. What the hell is going on, man? What is going on, my friend? Just going to review uh, a shit fest of a pay-per-view. So, well, don't spoil it yet. I don't think I'm spoiling it. I really don't think I am, but... <laughs> So, yeah, obviously from the title, guys, you know that this is a review show for Survivor Series 2020. We're going to get into that. But just so you know, guys, we're dropping two episodes this week. As you are listening to this now, this is now Tuesday. And then we are heading into Thanksgiving, man. I know everybody's like struggling and uh, they're not sure if they're going to spend time with their family. Some of you are. Some of you aren't. But, um, hey, man, we're going to give you something to do this Thanksgiving. You know, we're doing a watch along. For King of the Ring 1996 drops Thanksgiving morning. So if you guys want to eat some turkey, throw on King of the Ring 1996, throw on the podcast and watch along with us. Please feel free to do so. Give us any feedback you want at our socials. And uh, yeah, man, let's get back into this uh, Survivor Series 2020, man. So uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh, we got a special guest. Oh, holy shit, it's the Iron Sheik, dude. Hey, what did you think of 2020, man? Survivor Series 2020. Fuck you, bullshit! Oh, oh, shit. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to get right into that, man. The The pre-show starts out with uh, 18-man dual brand, ba- ah, dual, easy for me to say, dual brand battle royal. Shit lasted twelve minutes, man. Uh, the wit, the 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 whiz, the, the whiz. Miz ended up. With- <laughs> it is a tired night for me, man. It is a tired night. We record these stuff uh, too too late, man. <laughs> so the whiz, whiz ended up eliminating Dominic Mysterio <laughs> to become the winner. Um, what'd you think of this one? This one, this one was all right. I mean, it wasn't too bad. You, you get what you get for uh, eighteen man battle royal. I didn't think it was terrible, but um, I. You know, I, you can't really expect much on these pre-shows, right? Yeah, it was decent. Um, only two people were wearing, like, fucking SmackDown or Raw gear. Uh, Miz was wearing a Raw shirt. Ziggler was wearing a SmackDown hat. And everybody else was just clobbering each other. So I'm like, they're calling this the dual battle royal, but it seemed like Raw stars are taking out Raw stars. So I was like, well, then what the fuck is the point? But um, yeah, it's- yeah, it was a good warm up. I mean, I like Battle Rose, so it is what it is. Uh, Miz went over. Yeah, it went 12 minutes. Um, it was a little confusing for me, too. As soon as I started seeing that, I wasn't really sure what was going on. But um, <laughs> I guess it's and, every and man for same, himself, even when you're the competing same typical, in Survivor Series. Same typical shitty finish. Someone, you know, goes over the ropes. You know, they come back and they get kicked under the third rope. You're not eliminated. That's probably how Miz went. Came back, threw Dominic out, 
that's it. It was the same typical Battle Royale shit we've all seen a couple of times in the past. I will say this, dude. I am digging Dominic Mysterio's, like, his ring gear. It, all the all the color changes in his ring gear. I think that's pretty cool. But <laughs> one thing that he does remind me of, dude, is it reminds me of, like, a created superstar back in uh, SmackDown versus Raw. Um, what, 19 or what What was it? Not 19. Sorry, I'm thinking of the wrong thing. Um, 2011. Um, that's that's yeah. when everybody was making those things, huh? Like 2010, 2011, it was very Just colorful, about, creative wrestlers and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, pretty much. That's what it reminded me of. Man, I can't wait to start playing some wrestling games again, man. So excited for this AEW game. Um, the, the podcast is doing great, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I'm sure Brian Williams appreciates it. We had a lot of fun chopping it up and talking about the new AEW game coming up. Obviously, he can't give you any any major details yet, but trust me, he you know he's the homie, and I know he'll keep me in the loop as soon as everything else is released. Um, he'll come on and share his thoughts again. I'm sure um, many more times. You know what I mean? We we got a watch along coming up with him. Um, I I know I told him a uh, SummerSlam 2002, but. I think I got I think I got something else for him to watch because I know that he started watching wrestling. Um, I want to say early 2002 ish. I think that's when he started watching wrestling again. So I think I'm going to hit him with a pay-per-view that he hasn't seen. Oh, yeah. Well, we got to do the surprise on him. So let's see what we can get out of it. I mean, something better than this fucking mess probably was Survivor Series. Literally. Yeah, this this pay-per-view uh, needed a facelift for sure. Um, so, yeah, I mean, what, 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 do you, what do you grade this, man? Before we all get into the matches, what, what, what do you grade this, this pay-per-view? We'll, we'll give it a whole grade right now. You know, I mean, well, obviously we got a lot to talk about the Taker Farewell. Um, honestly, you know what? Save, save it, save it. Don't give it a grade down. yet. Save, save it. No. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll wait it, for the end. We'll wait for them. So anyway, yeah. Match two, we got a uh, team raw, which consists of uh, AJ Styles, Braun Strowman, Keith Lee, Riddle. Now, not Matt Riddle, but just Riddle, and Sheamus um, defeating Team SmackDown: Jey Uso, Kevin Owens, King Corbin, Otis, and Seth Rollins. I still don't know why Otis was on this team, but. Um, they, it, it is whatever. This match lasted far too long. Um, I think the coolest part of the match, but also the the most confusing, <laughs> I guess, is when Seth Rollins sacrificed himself for his team. Um, match went 19 minutes and 25 seconds. Um, too long, man. It, it was it was too long. But this is just not. Um, it's confusing, right? Like, wasn't like I remember a time when Survivor Series, like these these big five on five tag team matches, were the main event of Survivor Series. Now we're not getting that. Yeah, these were the big deal matches. Like the one I can recall was the one when like SmackDown was invading or Raw was invading SmackDown and beating the shit out of them. Like, uh, what's the one to recall? It was Kanan, but Kane and I think Big Show Tech and Batista in the parking lot. Like they actually. Literally did Raw and SmackDown battling, but it didn't feel like it for this turnaround. Like, they didn't really push that. I mean, the only one I could think is the main event of the show kind of got that leverage, but that's about it to me. And this for being the first match, it 
you know, of course, WWE likes to throw those wild cards in there and we'll put a big championship match at the start or in this case, a Survivor Series match. And uh, yeah, I agree with you. Probably the best part was Seth sacrificing himself. Um, works with the different uh, gimmick, you know, since he's the Messiah and maybe he's thinking maybe my sacrifice will help the team win. Fuck no, it didn't. Queen sweep. <laughs> As always, Raw defeats SmackDown. Um, yeah, the, these matches used to be the the headliners, man. I miss back in the day, dude. Survivor Series, like uh, Undertaker's debut was probably the best Survivor Series that I've ever seen when it came to traditional style Survivor Series matches. And how they did it before was always good guys versus the bad guys, right? It was baby face versus heel. And then they had the sole survivors. Um which was interesting, right? So like each, each, they all night, they would have four on or five on five matches and the winners of each five on five match would, um, would go to the finals. They would go to the grand finale is what they called it. And, um, yeah, it was like, if you're on the heel team and, and that, that heel team won, the survivors of that heel team would go to the, the grand finale and same goes with the babyface, man. It was, it was, it was interesting, man. I, I actually liked that version of Survivor Series. This one's a bit different. I feel like every year we're getting the same Raw versus SmackDown, and it's just getting played out, man. I mean, it's the same shit every year. Um, it doesn't change. Like you're gonna see the the Team Raw wearing the Team Raw shirts and SmackDown wearing the Team SmackDown shirts, and invading the shit out of each show. I mean. It's literally this. It's literally a recycled storyline each year, and it's getting a little old for me. Pretty much, I I get it. They always say the same thing. Oh well, it's just for bragging rights. Put something on there. Put some big stipulations. Oh, we get to take your title if we win or something like that. But nope, they just very get very bland. Like the previous year, twenty nineteen, they did NXT in there. You know. That was awesome, and of course, NXT won, what, five matches out of like eight or something like that. That was different, you know, and now they're back to the typical Raw versus SmackDown. I understand there's reasons why he couldn't put NXT in there, but come on, you know, but it is what it is. I think I was kind of thrown off by the sweep, you know, but I kind of felt it was coming after Seth did his sacrifice. I'm thinking, well, Otis ain't going to do a fucking thing, you know. Maybe I would have thought somebody would have got eliminated, but nope. It was just a clean clean sweep, practically. And it was just the first match of the show, so you knew the, where this was heading. All right. Break. <laughs> now that we're done with that. Um, yeah. I feel the same way, man. Um, just getting drawn out. Same stuff. I, I mean, I love Survivor Series, dude, only because it's one of the main pay-per-views. It's the main four, right? Um, I always get excited for the main four, but if I have to say that uh, one of the main four is least exciting for me, it would have to be Survivor Series now. I'm always stoked for SummerSlam. I'm always stoked for Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. Royal Rumble's got to be my favorite i mean wrestlemania is a close second but royal rumble dude is just always so so fun to watch man um can't wait for this royal rumble it's gonna be interesting seeing it in a a thunderdome or i don't know how they plan on doing it i know that it was supposed to be in seattle this year 
but we're not going to get that yeah, now. So, especially in the baseball stadium. That's the rumor that they're going to do in a baseball stadium, and we'll see what the hell Oh, they're, they're still going to do that? Uh, what I heard there, because they're, whatever the arena they're at right now, I think it's Airway Arena, whatever. They're moving out of there, um, and it's supposed to go to Tropicana Field, which is home of the Rays. And then they're supposed to do SmackDown and Raw there for the time being. Is that a so, Florida team? Rays, right? Uh, baseball, yeah. Yeah, but Tampa it's Florida. Bay. Yep, Tampa Bay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's the, that seems yeah. to be the only state in the United States that's allowing these live crowds or anything like that. Fucking sucks, dude. I'm, I'm so sick of this. Like, I, I'm ready for it to all be done. I, I'm really bummed out because I've never been to a Royal Rumble in person. Um. I, I've I was really looking forward to this year being in Seattle because it was it was highly rumored that it was going to be here, but they never got to announce it fully because of the pandemic. And what a letdown, man! I was definitely going to go to the Royal Rumble, and then right after that, I was going to meet you in California, and we were going to hit uh, WrestleMania. WrestleMania. This year, so I mean, we have just time, looks like but that's not happening. No, I mean they're you know things are going off over here, so. I don't Hope see it for, happening. Uh, no, but we'll see what happens. That's all right. We'll catch another one, man. Anyway, uh, match number three on the card. Um, well, technically match number two, three, if you count the pre-show. Uh, the Street Profits versus uh, the New Day. New Day came out in some badass Gears of War um, ring gear. Um, looked really awesome, dude. <laughs> it's like... I, I, I don't care what anybody says about the New Day, dude. Absolutely love this team. Um, I've always loved this team from the beginning. I, I thought that they brought something different to the table, and they still do. Um, man, the Street Profits, you know what I mean? It's They're kind of a copycat of a, another team that we have over in AEW, but it's all right. Uh, Street Profits kill it too. I absolutely love those guys. Um, they, they, these guys tore it up, I thought, and went the right amount of time, 13 minutes and 40 seconds um, with uh, the Street Profits defeating the New Day. Phenomenal match, man. I, th- I thought this one was one of the better matches of the night, definitely. Oh, yeah. It was a big It was a big pickup after that letdown of the five-on-five men's uh, match. Um you know, in the new day, we're teasing the um, street profits. You know, with you know, with the cups and uh, pretty much acting a little heelish. But I know it was just all in fun. Um, but I would like the new day to go back to a heel heel team as they used to be back in the day. That's probably when I like them the best. But um, of course, street profits went over, and I'm gonna say that at first I didn't really get into the street profits. As much they were okay for me in NXT, they started building up. You know, they always do like their little promos before the you know before matches. You know, but um, Street Profits and the New Day was a good chemistry match. Um, it was just all the high flying spots, and uh, well, they won their match, and uh, I think they they went over correctly like they should have. And uh, let's see what goes on next. So here's here's the thing, dude, and this isn't the, the popular opinion for for many, you know, because a lot of my friends are very biased when it comes to AEW. But check it out, dude. I know the Street Profits name was kind of a rip off of Private Party, but um, 
I got to say, dude, I, I think I dig the Street Profits a lot more than Private Party, especially when it comes to the in-ring skill. I think that Street Profits have a lot to offer. I love how, you know, you, you got a big guy and you got a little guy and, and they just they just mesh so well together. It just reminds me of Big E and Kofi Kingston together. Um, this, this was a great match, dude. It was so much fun to watch. Um, I thought that the pay-per-view was going to pick up from here as soon as I seen this match. And then, um, yeah, I mean, I was, I was dead wrong, but what, what do you, what do you think about that? That, uh, assessment, you don't have to agree with me, but what, what's your thoughts on the street profits versus uh private party? Oh, wait, did you meant to, sorry, you meant to say street profits and uh private party or did you meant new day? No, no, I did say that. Yeah, no, I meant okay. that. The street profits you know, and uh, private party. You like, know, what, what, I, which team do you feel is better? Ah, uh, you know, I think because we've been well, obviously the street profits, who I think been around longer. Um, I get it. They have honestly, no, no, I mean, they they're very they're, actually the pri- private party has been around a lot longer. Okay, maybe just yeah. I've been exposed to them more. Um, yeah, yeah, because they they've been mainstream longer than private party. Right, right, right. Um. You know, I know they're very similar teams. A lot of people compare them in in ways. Um, I don't know. I just like the. I think I like the style of the private party. You know, I get both of their gimmicks are practically drinking. You know, street profits come out, and there's fucking solo cups that come from their um, from the ceiling when they come out, and then you got private party practically having literal private parties on BTE, but uh. Private Party is an upcoming team that I'm actually getting into. You know, um, I would say between both of them, I, I, you know, it's still taking me some time to get to the Street Profit, but I, I'm going to favor for the Private Party, in my opinion. I just, I don't know. They just seem more, I don't know. I mean, it's just kind of a tough call between the both, but I just, I guess the Private Party is more appealing to me just for the wrestling base. And if they've ever had, if we've ever had a fantasy match between both of them, I think Private Party would go over, in my opinion. Well, it depends on what company this happens in. But, um, I mean, chances are we're never going to get that. But, um, I, I don't know, man. I just, I really dig the Street Profits. I think that they're doing really good in ring. And when it comes down to it, dude, I cannot stand watching dude wear that fucking code every time he wrestles like i can't get over that dude so um but they are great they're a great team man and they're phenomenal to watch i just i think i'm digging the the street profits a lot more nowadays i will say i you know the street profits when they were feuding with the uh, fuck what's that team the two bearded guys it's been a while i they keep changing their fucking name over and over uh the war raiders whatever the hell their name is now when they had their dueling contest. It's okay. the Viking Raiders now. Whatever the right? hell it is. Yeah, Viking Raiders or Vince McMahon's Raiders. I don't know. <laughs> you know, they were they were pretty, you know, they were pretty funny on, on the on the skits. You know, it's gonna probably make me take me some time for them to get more serious, but we'll see. Maybe something dramatic has to happen with them and maybe I'll favor them more. Next matchup is uh, Bobby Lashley versus Sami Zayn uh, for the Intercontinental title. Um, Bobby Lashley went over. 
Or no, it wasn't for the Intercontinental title. I'm sorry. It was uh, Bobby Lashley. He was the United States champion facing Sami Zayn, Intercontinental champion. Match lasted seven minutes and 50 seconds. Should have went shorter. This match, every time I say, I, I don't care who you are, man. Um, I I don't care what you say. I cannot get into Bobby Lashley, dude. I couldn't get into him in Impact. I couldn't get into him the first time in WWE. I can't get into him now. Um, he's just, he just doesn't. He just doesn't have it, dude. I don't care how big he is. He's just not fun to watch for me. Sami Zayn is not very fun for me to watch uh, nowadays either, dude. It's, it's, it, he's, they both have gone downhill very much. Uh, Bobby Lashley a lot more than Sami Zayn. I, I wish I could see more of MVP, to be honest, or uh, Cedric Alexander, but uh, Bobby Lashley seem, seems to be the man right now for the Hurt business and um, just can't get over with me, man. Match lasted seven minutes and 50 seconds. And, uh, I was really happy for this match to be over. Yeah. This was a snooze snooze fest for me. Um, of course, uh, Bobby Lashley representing the, uh, fight. I forgot the hell their name is. It's so bad to me. They were, they the were hurt, supposed hurt business, hurt business, AKA the so-called nation of domination regroup practically. It's Bro, just, Nation of Domination was such a better name. I don't care what oh, anybody of says. Oh, I understand. Of course, Nation of Domination was at the top. You know, the Hurt Business, come on. That's very PG. You know, it's just, yeah, like you said, Sammy, Sammy Zayn has declined since his time when he was a face. You know, he was good as a heel for some time, but it's just now it's just the, his gimmick is whatnot, being a whiny bitch practically. I liked um, watching him with um, – with Kevin. With Kevin Owens. Yep. Him and Kevin had the you know chemistry there. Um, but this match was just a snooze fest, just a lot of Sami Zayn talking smack to the to the hurt business. Um, but honestly, yeah, this match should have went shorter, you know, and practically Bobby took over and submitted him with the I'm calling it the fucking master lock. And that's pretty much it. This match was just a piss, <laughs> piss watch. Yeah, well, better take a piss on this next one to uh, Sasha Banks defeating Asuka. Uh, 13 minutes and 5 seconds. This match went even longer than the last dumpster fire, and this match was just as bad. Um, don't need to get too much into this, man. Sasha Banks, like, she's a hit and miss. Asuka, hit and miss. Um, I just don't think that these two are the right click together. Um, and you know, that that's, that's the whole problem in AEW right now is just none of those women have, have chemistry with each other and none of them have, um, good enough, a good enough skill set just yet to be, uh, on that main roster. And yeah, they're just, they just can't click, man. None of them can click. And that's what I felt when I was watching Sasha Banks and Oscar. These two just cannot uh, seem to get it together for me to be entertaining. This was another uh, just another letdown of a match, man. Um, what do you think? You know, obviously we've seen Sasha and Oscar fight for what the millionth time. Um, eh, you know, from the big let up from the last you know match, I thought this was a little much better. Um, you know. Yeah, the finish was all right. I guess to put one, I guess not to bury the other one with just a roll up. Um, 
Sasha, I think, surprisingly won. I thought they were going to bury her, just like they usually do with all retired reigns. Um, but I don't know. I just kind of find a weird vibe with the, with the you know, a face versus a face. I, I just, maybe I was expecting something else. Maybe if Asuka turned heel or something. We've never seen Asuka be heel. Well, actually, we have. My apologies. Um, but I don't know. It's just being very bland to me. We've seen this match over and over. It's not like... They could have done a lot more with this, you know, but it is what it is. It was a big, it was a little better match than compared to the last one before. So let's just move on. Yeah, um, we'll move on to another dumpster fire. I mean, here comes another match is Team Raw versus Team SmackDown. This time it's the women's match. Uh, 23 minutes and 20 seconds. This, this was about the time that I was literally starting to fall asleep. Um, you have Lacey Evans, Lana, Nia Jax, Peyton Royce, and Shayna Baszler representing Team Raw, and they defeat Team SmackDown, which is Bailey, Bianca Belair, Liv Morgan, Natalia, and Ruby Riot. This, um, for one, I'm, I'm gonna say this, and this, uh, such a spoiler, man. Like, I mean, it. I I seen all of this shit coming, dude, with everything that they've been doing with Lana every week for the past 10 weeks, putting her through tables and all this garbage. I seen this coming, dude. I seen Lana being the sole survivor of this. I called it right at the beginning. I think I was talking to some of my homeboys on, uh, on, uh, our group chat and I was telling them, yo, Lana's going to be sole survivor. Um, my homie even called it too. And, we just both seen seen this happening, dude. I mean, it was no surprise. And, um, dude, I, I can't get behind some of these women, dude. Like, Peyton Royce has this huge fan base. I don't know why. Peyton Royce is not... Is definitely not a go-to for me. I can't stand watching her. Um, Bianca Belair is another one. I could not get into her in NXT. And that's... So, here's the thing. Usually, usually these women come from NXT and, you know, Bailey's came from NXT, uh, Lacey Evans, Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, um, you know what I mean? Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, um, Bianca Belair, and all of these women made an impact when they were in NXT and, um, yeah, dude, I mean, Bianca Belair did not to me like she never had these five star matches like Bailey's had like, uh, you know, Lacey Evans, uh, Nia Jax. Actually, Lacey Evans didn't really have any five star matches in NXT either. And neither did Nia Jax, but they, they, they still left their own impact as compared to, for me, Bianca Belair didn't. And, um, yeah, man, I mean, Shayna Baszler was one of those contenders, um, yeah, I just, I couldn't get into him. Uh, Liv Morgan wasn't good. Uh, she's never really been good. Ruby Riot's never been good. Um, and I'm not saying that any of these women are, are terrible wrestlers. It's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that they're just not, they haven't been good from what I've seen on WWE. They're, they're probably great athletes, but it just brings it back to the, who they're clicking with and who they're, who they're able to get a good match out of. Like, I, I just don't understand. Um, I don't know what these women are told before they go out there, because obviously these, some of these women killed it in NXT, 
went out there and just destroyed every time that they wrestled. And uh, I think Sasha Banks is is a clear example of that. As compared to when she came to the main roster, they've dumbed her down quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, this match, for one, it went on too long. And, of course, like you said, Alana was the sole survivor. I don't know if they just did it in spite of the documentary that came out and she was trending and whatnot, and maybe that was a decision they made. Alana, just sit your ass over there. You're going to be the sole survivor without doing anything. Um, And if you look at it, I mean, who's the biggest star in the group, practically? Bailey. I mean, she's doing, you know, she's been doing a lot since the heel turn been champion um been tag team champion you know i mean like you said mostly all, all everyone in this in this match was practically nxt based bailey's the only one that i can really think that's done the most uh bianca belair um you know her gimmick is the est thing like the greatest the best yada 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 you know wrestling wise she's okay the gimmick is not really there uh Liv morgan ruby riot of course the riot squad and it was kind of a flop for me. Natalia, okay, I'll give her some credit. She's done some good in the past, but she's been very she's here and there. Um and it was just an odd match to watch. It was so many botches in this, you know. Peyton Royce, this is the first I've heard of well, anybody saying this that a lot of people liked her. I first of all, they should have even not brought up broken up the iconics, in my opinion. Jack, well, see, that's we the thing. That's the thing right you. there. Peyton Royce, it, like, was good in the tag team. Not saying that she was good in ring. She was terrible in ring. But they had something there with the Iconics, right? Like, they, they actually exactly. were doing something that was um, somewhat of a uh, angle, I guess. But as for I Natalia, you know, that but- Natalia is a clear example of what, of what we're saying, right? Because Natalia is the best in-ring performer out of all these women, Pretty but much. she's sure she, was in she certainly doesn't. But she she certainly doesn't show it, right? Like we don't get to see that side of Natalia. We don't get to see very good matches with Natalia with these women. There's something about that click factor, right? That she's just not clicking with them. So that that could go to show for like a lot of these women in AEW as well. You know what I mean? Like they're they're probably good, but they just are not good with the people that they're pinned up with. Um, it, it just brings me back to, you know, saying that there needs to be more mat- match preparation when it comes to these women. Like um, they need to be let off the chain a little bit, I guess. Cause I feel like Vince McMahon is still in the back saying, you know what I mean? Take it easy. Don't do this because women are very prone to getting injured. Right. So he doesn't want to see these, his investments get injured. And so they don't go as hard when they go out there, but then they're just giving us shitty product. Right. I mean, you know, just it was just an odd base match. It didn't seem like the chemistry was there. Um, Bailey pretty much, she was the first one out of the match to Peyton Royce, and I even got confused by that. I'm thinking, what the hell? Who booked this? Why? You know, I mean, yeah, Natalia, you were like you're saying, um, she hasn't been that great, you know, but for a couple of years, she hasn't really been up to her top level. You know, she was the biggest, hottest thing at one point, And then NXT came and now she's, eh, you know, and, you know, I'm not going to, you know, put these women down because I know sometimes the booking is terrible where they're just booked into a, a bad fashion. There's some and there's some that are just have been so awful. 
Nia Jax. I mean, she's injury. Per- I mean, she's the one practically causing how many damn injuries that she caused since coming to the main roster, like four or five. Shayna Baszler, they dropped the ball with her since since she challenged for the women's title when Becky Lynch was around. Peyton Royce, I get it. Splitting tag teams, you want to see what opportunities you can do with them, but it just does not. I just don't see it working for her. Lana, well, you know, she's just going to be there. You know, wouldn't be surprised if she get released later on. Um, Lacey Evans, they're tr- they were trying to get her up there with the women's right. She was getting some praise. I'll give her that. Um, Bailey, I have no idea what the hell they're doing with now since, you know, her feud with uh, Sasha's done. Bianca seems very bland, good in the ring. You know, she has the muscles and whatnot. Um, Liv Morgan and Ruby Bright, they're trying to build them up there again, but the Riot Squad was just not a thing for me. So I, I don't know. I mean, it's like AEW. There's like maybe four or five women that are up there, and the rest are just watching and trying to take lessons to see if we can get up there. That's how it is with the women's division on the main roster. There's a couple that are up there. You usually had the four horsewomen. Those were practically the only ones you would watch on Raw and SmackDown because those are the ones that actually made storylines, great charisma in the ring, promos. I mean, you had Charlotte, you had Becky, Sasha, and Bailey. That's practically the only ones that were up there. Everyone else is kind of behind or still trying to get up there, but it was just an odd pairing of a five-on-five women match. And, you know, I don't recall the last time we had two five-on-five Survivor Series matches be duds. I don't recall this, but man, these two has just been so bad. And this, for as long as it went, I didn't agree with it. It should have just been a damn sweep, to be honest, the way it went. Yeah, so where does it go from here? Are, are we are we just booking Lana versus Nia Jax to get killed? Because like you said, um, you know, you think that she's going to get released anytime. Um, do you think that everybody's right in saying that she's getting punished because Rusev, a.k.a. Miro, um, went to AEW? Is that what's going on right now? Because um, I kind of feel like that is, right? I mean, she's been put through a table for 10 weeks. I mean... And then now they they book her for this slight little victory, you know, sole survivor to rub it in Nia Jax's face. But, I mean, it's kind of obvious Nia Jax is going to kill this chick, right? I mean, pretty much. I mean, if you heard it from, uh, from Miro, he practically has said that, you know, when, the, when they got engaged, that got leaked out and they started blaming Lana, you know. And it's just there's a reason why Miro Rusev left. WWE because of all the crap and all the political stuff and she's getting punished for it now not necessarily every person that had a husband or wife go from this company to AW, like you know renee young you know she got a lot of shit just for saying uh she was leaving and whatnot she got shit for that i'm thinking lana's gonna end up leaving and then who else do you have as the punch dummy you know that's practically what they're gonna end up doing her i mean like you said practically 10 consecutive weeks of her getting her ass kicked, it's going to continue happening. You know, she'll call me, she'll probably come out and gloat and say, I was a sole survivor, and she gets her ass kicked. It's probably going to be like that, and I say she's going to get her uh, release probably sooner than we think. Yeah, man. I mean, it's it's hard to tell right now, but, you know, we just got a, we just got a little shout out in the – in the chat, I don't know if you've seen that in the group chat with our uh, 
I, I don't even I don't even know if we can call him a co-host yet. This motherfucker's supposed to be on this podcast a long time ago, but he's gonna shout out the podcast, so we're gonna we're gonna play a little message from him. This is uh this is Chris Williams, guys. This is uh somebody who's gonna be joining us on these conversations here real soon. Best friend of ours, um, real cool guy, and I appreciate this shout out. Hold up. Yo, what's up? This your boy C Dub, man. I want to give a special shout out to my boys, my brothers, Jesse Carter Inc., James the Renegade, and the best wrestling podcast out there, the Pro Wrestling Mother Shoot, baby. Let's go. <laughs> I appreciate that. Word. Chris. That's cool, man. Uh, that's that. You know, we, we got a long way to go to be the best, uh, but uh, we're we're aiming for the top, baby. So we got to do that. So I think that we've spent. What you got going on over there? The fuck you listening to? Oh, excuse me. <laughs> so what are you listening to? Oh, I got hit with a FaceTime for a second. I thought it was on mute. <laughs> First you're posting shit in the group chat to your to your chick and then now now you're FaceTiming your chick on the podcast. Come on now. Let's do this shit. All right, I think we spent a little bit uh too much time on this women's match. A lot more time than it needed to be. This was a dud definitely. Uh, very predictable. So we're going to move on to the main event, which is uh, Roman Reigns, Universal Champion with Paul Heyman versus Drew McIntyre. Roman Reigns representing SmackDown. Drew McIntyre representing Raw. Match went 24 minutes and 50 seconds. Um, Roman Reigns ended up picking up the W, obviously. I mean, I, I don't think anybody ever seen him losing. They're just pushing him too hard. This is definitely the best. Um, this is the best Roman Reigns that WWE has has seen. Well, it's the best Roman Reigns that any of us have seen. I really dig what they're doing. Um, he cut a promo earlier in the night that was really good and kind of belittling uh, Jey Uso again and Jimmy Uso. Um, it's really good what they're doing, man. I, I thought this match was killer. The ending, the the ending, kind of confuse me a bit but um i guess we'll get into that so yeah i mean roman reigns defeating drew mcintyre was a pretty good match um i would say i would have to give this one the match of the night um i don't i don't know uh what what your score is are you still listening to this facetime no it was uh you know, chris chris now hitting us up again <laughs> All right, well, yeah, he's supposed to give us his uh, his Survivor Series thoughts. We'll get back to that and see what he says. This dude's straight bias for WWE, so I wouldn't be surprised if he uh, sucked this whole pay-per-view off, but we'll we'll uh, get to that in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre, what were your thoughts? You know, I was – okay, first of all, there was a lot of dilemma into this, of course, with Drew McIntyre getting the tile – uh, what, six days before the pay-per-view. Um, I was thinking, maybe let's see what Roman versus Randy could do. But, of course, they went Drew McIntyre. They wanted that face versus heel, Raw versus SmackDown kind of feeling. Who's the better champion? Um, at first, this match was starting up slow. You know, a lot of headlocks. And then 
And then Roman started getting some offense. Drew started getting some. And, you know, of course, they got to work what they got, of course. Two big guys in the ring, Paul Heyman on the outside. And, uh, you know, it was a pretty technical match. And I'm going to say that it was um, probably the match of the night. You know, I was thinking, come on, this has to be a better match than most of this card has been. There's been a, a couple that's, that stuck out. But this one right there, very well, very well written. Um, of course, Roman went over, which was probably obvious to many. Um, Roman being the hill he is, which he has done a damn superb job, wouldn't you say yourself? Yeah, dude. Uh, Roman Reigns is killing it, man. Um, this is the Roman Reigns that we've all been waiting for. This got match of the night for me. I don't know how you felt. Um, this was definitely match of the night, and we're going to give all the all the grades going on um, here in just a minute, man. Um, yeah, I mean, it was... It, it, this was match of the night, dude. It, it killed it. Um, I'm glad that this was the headliner. That they only had a couple of good matches on this card, so I'm I'm very glad that they at least went out on a high note. Um, so yeah, let's let's do the let's let's do the rating. How about that? So we'll, we'll rate it from uh, the pre-show, the battle royal. What what's your rating on that? You know, wasn't too shabby. Um... Let's go with a C, just just because wasn't really nothing spectacular, nothing crazy, um, but I'll, I'll give it a C just just for a warm up. Nothing bad, pretty average in my opinion. Yeah, I'll match that. That's a C for me as well. Um, what about uh, Team Raw versus Team SmackDown on the men's side? <sighs> Man, you know you got to give me some thought to this one. Uh, with it being a sweep. I can respect that the way it was. I was thinking Team Raw was going to win. You know, I thought maybe it was going to be some other outcome, but they went with a sweep. Um, yeah, we'll give it a, yeah, you know, I'm going to give it a fat B practically. I just didn't think it was going to be. That's generous. That's, that's super I'll give generous. It a I'm D. giving this. I'll give it a D because of <laughs> Seth. That's about it. Only because Seth. <laughs> nah, you already gave it your rating. You're sticking with a B. I'm going with I'm going with C minus for this one, man. This was this uh, this was a C minus for me. Oh no, sir. I'm uh, going with a D. D is in dog, not a B. Oh. <laughs> no, hell no. I thought you said B. No, no, no. I wasn't that generous. <laughs> I the like only, that. That's the generous. Only thing that That's generous. Me, the only thing keeping me from giving it a fucking F was practically Seth going in the ring and sacrificing himself like he's a fucking god. That was the only thing that made me pop. Everything else, flat. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can, I can, I can see that. All right, you got it. You got a D. I'm gonna give it a C minus. Um, Street Profits uh, versus the New Day. I'll start this one off. I'm gonna give this one a solid B. I thought this was the second match of the night. Um, very entertaining match. Um, yeah, I'm gonna give it a solid B, man. I'll go with the B plus just because of uh, Xavier Woods practically being a troll to the Street Profits. Hopefully, teasing the heel turn. I doubt it. With knowing Vince McMahon's ass and all the merchandise they sell, but I'll give it a B plus. All right, Bobby Lashley versus Sami Zayn. What do you got? I'm just gonna give it an F. Just remind me of the former storyline. If you recall, Bobby Lashley and the fucking three sisters. If you recall that storyline, what a fucking waste of a mess this was a waste of a mess too <laughs> yeah i'm gonna give it a, I'm, I'm gonna give that shit a d um because you know fuck bobby lashley and then uh <laughs> uh sasha, sasha banks versus oscar uh what you got man you know what 
I'll be generous. I'll give it a B minus compared to all the other matches they've had. I hate rinse and recycle matches, but this is probably one of their better ones in a while. I'll be generous. B minus. I'm going to give this one a C. Um, Team Raw versus Team SmackDown on the women's side. Uh, I'll, I'll give this one a... I'm going to give this one a D plus. Um, it was long and drawn out. I couldn't stand the match. It was very predictable. So that explains my D plus. Um, no disrespect to any of the women in the match. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a fan of a, of a few of them, but I know that they're, they're all talented in their own right. So um, it's just unfortunate, just the, you know, the booking and creative. And um, sometimes you just don't have that chemistry, man. So I'll, that's that's my rating. What you got? I'll second that as well. D plus. Just so many sloppiness in this match. There's a lot of women that are not being booked correctly. I mean, do you really need Nia Jax and fucking Shayna as tag champs? Do you even need women's tag champions? Honestly, they couldn't even fill up the damn spots. It's just a mess. And you know, there's not too much star power in this match. And honestly, I think it should have just been another sweep, but that wasn't the case. Yeah, man. Uh, Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre, man. I'm going to go ahead and start this one off. I'm going to give it a uh, B plus, man. This was match of the night for me. I'll second that B plus. Roman had to go over, of course. Drew doesn't need it. And who knows what they're going to do with Drew next. Is he going to fucking lose the title next again? Um, We'll see what happens. But uh, match of the night, we'll give it a B plus. All right. So, uh here, here we are, the final pay-per-view rating. And uh, no, guys, we have not forgotten about The Undertaker. Uh, we're going to talk about him in just a second. We're just kind of rating the matches, um, the actual match card. Um, so, you know what? Let's throw the let's, let's throw the Undertaker in there before we rate the entire car, uh, the entire pay-per-view. So, uh, this should... this is something I want to talk about, and uh, this this is what I've been kind of waiting this whole podcast to get to. Um, I've seen a lot of friends posting thank you taker all over and you know yes uh, got to give respect where respect is due um but for me this was the biggest waste of fucking time I've ever seen for a send off like this th- they did so much pointless shit in this that they were, they they did a better send off on Monday Night Raw when all the thank you takers happened. I ha- I have no idea why we had two send offs like this. I I almost thought that they were gonna tease something else for the Undertaker, right? Like because they'd already done a send off. They've already done the send off. So what was the point of of waiting until the end of the show? to do this part. There is one part that made me pop and it was really good. And that was when the undertaker did his pose. And then they showed that little screen effect with Paul bear right there. And his voice that, that part was really good. I love that how they did that. Um, other than that, dude, they had all these guys come to the ring. Um, then the, you know, and then all of a sudden it shows a, a, a little, a little clip oh. of all the undertaker's greatest moments. And then all of a sudden, these guys are gone. They're out of the ring. They're out of there. And now here, here stands Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon announces The Undertaker. Dude looks like he's about to cry, as he should. These guys are best friends, and I have nothing against that. That's, that's a, a great moment. But then The Undertaker comes out, and Vince McMahon is gone. Like, I, I really <laughs> wanted to see, like, if they were going to do something, 
have like an emotional moment right there with Vince and the Undertaker, right? Like something. The Undertaker comes out. He talks for about, I don't know, 20 seconds. Just about. Uh, yeah, about 20 to 30 and, seconds. <laughs> and it's over. That's it. That's all we get, man. We waited all night for this Taker tribute. They didn't even show too many Taker uh, salutes during the entire show. They showed one where the Street Profits were doing their thing, and they were, you know, one was doing uh, the Undertaker. He was beatboxing the Undertaker's theme song. You know what I mean? And it, that was, you know, that was that was about it. That was the only teaser we got coming up. But dude, this. This flopped, in my opinion. Uh, what'd you think of this? It was very lackluster. I mean, we've had better farewell um, appearances before. I mean, remember when Sean's Sean's was very tearful. Ric Flair's, um, even Triple H's what birthday birthday ordeal, I believe it was on SmackDown. The one, even that was better. And this was during the damn pandemic with no fans. You could have done a hell of a lot better. Why do you bring all the guys out and then? Vince comes out, gives a little speech. Here comes Taker, talks about 30 seconds and say, I put guys down, you know, left and right. It is my time to go now. And practically, that's it. Does the pause. You had the hologram with Paul Bearer. Um, and then he just practically leaves the ring. Like, what the hell's that? First of all, he should have retired. And I've said this to you guys privately. He should have retired once he lost the Lesnar. That's it. You know, I get it. Survivor Series is a big ordeal. That's where he debuted it. Hell, they should have done this maybe at WrestleMania since that's where he was known as well for the undefeated streak. You know, yeah, I'm going to be honest. Yeah, I like The Undertaker as much as the next person. I'm going to miss hearing the gong. Won't be surprised if he fucking returned for one more match at Saudi Arabia or some crap. Vince will lure him in like usual. Um, There's so many ways you could have gone with this, but what a load of crap. I mean, you have Undertaker, you're one of your biggest icons, and you do this. What was the rush to get his ass out of the arena? You're not on pay-per-view anymore. It's on your own fucking network. It's not like, you know, you have the cable companies on your ass. Hey, you got you got five minutes. Hurry the fuck up. It was just a, it was just a mess. I would have went a whole different way around this. You know, yeah, I appreciate seeing some of the guys come out like usual. Um, I actually have the list right here. Uh, you had Shane come out, Big Show. JBL, Jeff Hardy, Foley, uh, the Godwins, Godfather, Savio Vega, which shit, well, I don't remember the last time I seen him on TV. Rikishi, Nash, Booker, Sean, Flair, Triple H, Kane, and of course Vince. Um, if I would have done this my direction, you know, I would have had a couple superstars come out, just men, just a couple, not every fucking person. Like about we had what fifteen at least ten to fifteen people in the ring. I would have brought out the main important ones. You would have brought out Triple H, Sean, Vince, and maybe Foley, and have them do a little bit of speech. There's no rush, you know. I mean, there was no rush when they did it for Sean and Triple H. You know, I don't understand what was the rush about this. You know, just it's just a mess, you know. So I don't know if it was just Undertaker's decision, you know, but it was just very bad, very bad. See, this, 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 this is, this had to have been out of respect for the Undertaker. I mean, obviously, um, Taker has been all about his character for, for 30 years. So 
Um, he's been staying in kayfabe for as long as we can remember, right? He just recently broke kayfabe. But in this in this instance, I mean, at what point do the guys? Um, I mean, I understand that they respect Undertaker enough not to do this, but I mean, at what point do they just say fuck it and they just go out there and then they all say their own speeches, like you said? And make this guy break kayfabe, right? Make it mean something. Because the fans, dude, could have been in tears. Like, this could have been a tearjerker moment and something that everybody would remember. If they're not teasing for a future or for a one final match, which everybody thought they were going to do, um, why not make this a memorable moment? This was this was far from memorable for me. Um, I just don't think that this is the way The Undertaker should have went out. I mean, totally, agree. Um, totally agree. By, by, by all means, uh, it's time, right? It's time. Um, I, I fully agree that it's time for him to go out, but I just like, they, they really dropped the ball with this, right? Taker should have went out. Uh, and I know why Taker didn't, but when he left his coat and his hat in the ring at WrestleMania, after he lost to Roman Reigns, that should have been it. But because of how bad the match was, Taker wanted to go again. He didn't want to be remembered like that. Fully understandable. Then he shouldn't have fucking left his coat and hat in the ring. He shouldn't have done it that way. Yeah, it should, he should have just it indicated le- it indicated like, okay, that's it. I'm giving it up. And that's then he done. had a cinematic yeah. match, but of course I get it. He was Oh, he had more matches before. The, well, I think after the Roman yeah, I had, was Roman I believe it was Roman and then you had the AJ match. Was there another one before that? No, yeah, yeah. There was lots of matches before that. They had that fuckery match that they had, oh, yeah, the tag had, team, the, the had, brothers versus destruction. They had, the they had, his, he had his match with Goldberg. Oh, God. He had, yeah, Goldberg, there was, there was tons of, been, honestly, there's so many scenarios they should have just said, pull the plug on this guy. I get it. And everybody crying for him. I'm thinking, come on, you knew he was going to retire. He wrestled one fucking match a year and it was mania. Maybe he made a fucking appearance, but come on. You know, well, it Sean- means more than us seeing him in the ring, dude. I mean, as 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 shitty as it is to see him go, it's time, right? Like he was the last of the guys in the ring that I grew up watching, so he's the last. He's gone now. Of there is he's no legendary. more of there's no more of these legends in the ring anymore. Um, it, I mean, it was time to go, but they did that send off on Monday night raw where everybody came out on the stage. They said, thank you, Taker." They did this whole thing for him on Monday night raw. And apparently it just wasn't good enough. I mean, I understand Vince is really close with the undertaker, but this just wasn't it for me, man. I was so upset about this send off that you didn't see a, a thank you taker from me on my social media. I was so <laughs> upset with this pay-per-view. <laughs> Like I wasn't posting shit on this. Like I didn't comment on anybody's stuff. I didn't, I didn't do nothing. It wasn't going to happen. I was just waiting for this review to kind of let loose. Um, it just wasn't there for me, man. I respect the undertaker more than the next guy. I guarantee it, man. Cause I grew up watching this guy. Um, I, I can probably name some undertaker matches that people don't even remember that I, that I thoroughly enjoyed. But the fact that this was it and this was the send off that we had been waiting for all night, man, because I, I, the, the thing that kept me going through in this whole pay-per-view was knowing that the Undertaker's stuff is coming up like, man, this pay-per-view really sucked. Hopefully Undertaker stuff makes up for it. And it didn't to me, this this pay-per-view and this will lead me into the grade 
Um, this pay-per-view is going to get a, a, a solid D for me, man. This was one of the most boring pay-per-views that WWE's put on this year. And they've been killing it lately. So that says a lot. Um, I, I, I've come on here publicly and said how much they've been killing it. This pay-per-view was not killing it to me. This was one of their main four pay-per-views, and they shit the bed. Yeah, just with everything overall, you had a total of seven matches, and you had Taker's Farewell, which honestly just drew the last straw to me. It's just, oh, man, it's just so much should have just been done with the Undertaker Farewell speech and everything. I mean, they've done, like you said, they've done a hell of a lot better ones on Raw. Flair's was emotional. Sean was emotional. Then you get this. Like I said, what was the rush, Vince? You're not on you're not on pay-per-view. You're not being owned by a cable company. It's your own network. You can run it as long as you can. If you can do a fucking two-day WrestleMania, you can drag the Undertaker stuff as long as you want. But maybe him. Oh no, you need the money, goddammit. We need the money. We gotta put this on a DVD special for you to buy. This this felt I, I, very I, I, Monday just, Night Raw. It, th- this whole send-off felt very Monday Night Raw. It did not feel pay-per-view at all. It probably felt like, oh, yeah, we're going to get rushed. All right. And then if that was the case, they could have done something, you know, like shout-out to our boy Chris. Have the Fiend attack his ass. We haven't seen him all fucking show. Bring him and drag him down the fucking ring, and that's, that's it. thing, dude. Why, why didn't they put the Fiend on the show? He's the best thing going. Or even Retribution. WWE right now. Him, or even him Retribution. And, they could have just well, had I don't it. really care about them, dude. I could do without Retribution. I still I think mean, that's Yeah, a, they're, they're practically a, a bad headache. faction. They're practically a bad faction, but do something. You make me like, oh, shit, Undertaker's getting his ass kicked on his farewell. Give me something. They're like, oh, shit, he actually got his ass kicked. Instead of then it would have been reasonable, I guess. For the rush, but I well, mean, what's what's your what's your grade on this whole pay per view? But this whole pay per view, I would honestly probably I'm going to be generous and give it a D plus. Just there was just too much. They, I mean, I don't recall the last time two Survivor elimination matches took a dump. Um, the tag team match, of course, delivered, which was which was uh, expected, of course. Um, the women's match was probably okay. I mean, there was probably maybe three matches to me that were okay. But most of the card practically lacked. I mean, of course, the main event went over like it should, and that was the best one, which usually the main event should be your best match. But everything else just fell flat for me. Um, I don't know what it was. Maybe the buildup wasn't there just with all their fucking how many pay-per-views they have, 16, 17 a year. I don't even know. But just too much. Too much, and I don't think the buildup was there. Um, but yeah, I think a D plus is probably the best. You know, I mean, we've have stated the last pay per views for WWE have been great, and then they shit the bed here. I mean, yeah, this this was not good. Well, we got a rating, uh, not really a rating, but um, he, uh, I don't, I don't know if it's a rating or not. Um, we we got uh Chris Williams on his take on Survivor Series, and uh, this dude is completely biased when it comes to WWE, completely biased when it comes to Bobby Lashley. I wouldn't be surprised if he puts both of them over right here, but I'm going to play it on the podcast, and this is what he had to say. We secretly think he's a Vince McMahon son or something. Yeah, we call him Chris McMahon. So here, here's Chris McMahon's uh, view. And as far as Survivor Series goes, this is going to be a very non-biased take from a very non 
WWE fanboy. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> I thought that the pay-per-view was great, man. And what stood out to me was Bobby Lashley doing what he <laughs> does. He's improved so much. Like, let's go, Bobby, man. Match of the night by far. And that's coming from somebody who's not a WWE fanboy or a Bobby Lashley fan. I don't kiss ass. <laughs> that that's the biggest load of shit that I've ever heard, Chris. What a load of <laughs> fuck! I... <laughs> Man, Iron Sheik is back again. Yeah, Iron Sheik, man. Those cameos on the show, man, I really appreciate it, dude. I hope I don't owe you any money. Yeah, shout out um, to Sheik. Sheiky baby, put you in a Campbell clutch, break your back, and make you humble. Oh, fuck. Yeah, so, dude, yeah, Chris, get real, bro. That pay-per-view was garbage. This guy, not a, not a WWE fan, not wink, a Bobby wink. Lashley fan. Wink, wink. Bobby Lashley match, <laughs> match of the night. Get, get out of here. I, I'd take the women's elimination match over that Bobby Lashley match. <laughs> oh, man. That's just funny. But I think the Undertaker farewell was probably better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, man. I mean, this this pay-per-view obviously was just a bust for me, man. I was really excited for Survivor Series. Um, I missed Sunday night football for this, and I shouldn't have. Um, yeah. I mean, you win some, you lose some, I guess. Next uh, pay-per-view, guys, we will be reviewing is not really even a pay-per-view. Um, James, do you want to do you want to review Winter is Coming, AEW Dynamite? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's coming up soon. That is, uh, I believe, December, correct? December 3rd or believe that's coming up December 2nd I think December 2nd okay I was off by one day second yeah, or third I can't it's remember correctly I don't know what you want to call it pay-per-view slash let's just say it's a free pay-per-view on TV like impact used to do and um, right right I'm very intrigued with it and you know is, is so yeah that that's the thing too is uh, that's why I thought about reviewing it because this is sort of a pay-per-view themed type dynamite right we don't normally uh review dynamites we don't review Monday Night Raw um that's for my boy uh Conrad Cushman over at everything pro wrestling guys go check them out every Wednesday night after dynamite they do some reviews they also do pay-per-view reviews and stuff so uh just subscribe to them on YouTube um follow them on Twitter um, all the socials, man, keep up to date with them. Great guys, great reviews. Um, not as angry as us over here at the pro wrestling shoot. Um, <laughs> that's why we call it a shoot, man. Like we don't, we don't hold back. All right. He tries, he, he, he does his monet, uh, monetization. I don't give a fuck. So there, there's the difference right there is I, I'm, I do what I want on this show. I'm very unbiased. I, you know what? I want WWE to succeed. I am a WWE fan from the beginning. So when I get on here and I talk angry about WWE, um, that is just me being upset at what I have to watch now and why they're not succeeding in what they should be succeeding in. These guys are the best at what they do, but hands down dynamite can't produce what WWE can produce hands down. 
They just choose not to, and that's what upsets me. So right now, I prefer watching Dynamite. Like, I love everything that Dynamite's doing. Um, I can't tell you the last time that I watched a Monday Night Raw. I catch them on Hulu. I don't even watch them on live. So, um, and Hulu, I believe, doesn't even show the full episodes of Raw, which, thank God, because I can't sit through three hours of garbage like that anymore. Um, what a SmackDown, I'll catch... Yeah, I mean, NXT is great. Um, that's that's uh, so after winter is coming, the next review from us uh, after winter is, is coming will probably be uh, NXT War Games, right? Yes, sir. And, uh, you know, of course, we have been to one live together and uh, always War Game. And I'm going to say this NXT has revived War Games very tremendously compared to what WCW fucking did. Yeah, um, dude, War Games is my favorite NXT pay-per-view by far. Um, I absolutely love it. There hasn't been a War Games that I haven't liked, so I'm really excited. Um, I'm really excited for War Games. I, I'm hoping that this, this redeems everything. I was really bummed not seeing War Games the night before uh, Survivor Series because that's usually the case, right? But now that we got all these... Uh, you know, there's no fans, there's no shows like that. So now they're not doing these special events to where, you know, we got war games the night before we got Survivor Series Sunday and then we got Monday Night Raw. And so that thankfully, like we got to see that, right? Like we went to all four shows um, back in 2018. Um, it was fucking awesome, dude. I mean, that Raw sucked that we went to. But other than that, the other three shows were a lot of fun. I mean, even Raw, I mean, it was still cool to go to all four um, events. Yeah, I agree. Out of all four of them, you know, um, war games was the one I was very excited to see. Never seen two rings and cage, uh, cage over the two ring. Um, and man, I never seen the two rings in general in the same building. I mean, hell that was, you know, and, uh, speaking of war games, there was actually supposed to be one. I'm waiting till AEW if ever announces it, or maybe it was canceled. There was supposed to be AEW blood and guts. If you recall, that was supposed to happen with the inner circle. Was that going to be in two rings too? That was supposed to be in two rings, but then, you know, obviously the pandemic happened and it never went on with it. That was supposed to happen. And then that was uh, a dynamite event too, right? Correct. Uh, it was actually supposed to be in March 25th. Crazy enough, right? Time flies. That was supposed to happen. I don't know if we'll ever get that, but that was a couple of uh, weeks before the pandemic dropped. Yeah, that's right. And if, you know, I get it, AEW, people always throw it. Of course, AEW, NXT, they're going to throw back and forth matches. You know, uh, I think NXT has something coming up on December 2nd as well. Um, you know, if I'm AEW, fuck it. I mean, you have war games coming up for NXT. Why not throw the blood and guts? But, you know, maybe I'm asking too much, especially everything. But, uh, yeah, I'm ready for these next two. Um, and I will. Well, that's Survivor Series that we went to was way better than this year's Survivor Series, guaranteed. Even the the Daniel Bryan match versus Brock Lesnar alone was was freaking gold, man. That was that was a great match. Of course, I wasn't. I was like wondering what we were gonna expect from this heel Daniel Bryan, and you know, same scenario, a title change hands before the pay per view happened. Crazy enough. Um, of course, when we went in 2018. Fucking raw sweeped everything. Actually, sorry, sorry to New Day and Xavier Woods. It was a seven to fucking one, practically sweep almost. That shit was more, you know, there was more, more excitement to it. I guess you would say compared to this 
lackluster of a Survivor Series. Probably one of the ones going to go down in history as one of the worst. Um, I don't know. There could have just been a lot done better. You know, I don't know if it's just too many people booking matches and being agents in every single match, but from what we saw in 2018, I, I was a lot better. I mean, yeah, it was a couple of things, you know, that got involved. Enzo More getting involved at one point. <laughs> um, but honestly, this 2020 Survivor Series practically stands by his name. Survivor Series. I'm surprised I survived through that garbage. Yeah, it, it was definitely uh, a miss a miss on a uh, Sunday. So anyway, uh, that's, that's going to do it for us on this event, guys. Um, Thanksgiving watch along King of the ring, 1996. If you ain't got nothing to do, you ain't watching no football. You ain't uh gathering with family, throw on King of the ring, 1996, man. Listen to this pay-per-view. Um, I mean, listen to the podcast and watch the pay-per-view along with us and have some fun, man. It was a great time. Uh, we're finally releasing the watch along. Um, can't wait to release it this Thursday. Um, I hope you guys have a fantastic holiday. Sorry that the pay-per-view was a bust from us. Um, I'm sure a lot of you feel the same way. But, um, yeah, I mean, peace, love, and pro wrestling, right? I mean, enjoy your guys' holiday. Um, you can follow us on our Facebook and Instagram pages at the Pro Wrestling Shoot. You can follow me at Twitter on uh, at Carter Inc. C A R D E R I N C, and James. Where can they follow you on Twitter and Facebook? Uh, my fellow fans, you can follow me on Twitter at uh, Shawl Nine Five One. That's S H A L O W Nine Five One. Or you can hit me on Facebook at James Bernard Jr. Or hell, you guys can hit me up on PlayStation Four at uh, Renegade L Two K. So let it rip. All right, guys, you guys have a fantastic holiday, and we will see you in December. Take Take it easy. Take care, everyone. The Pro Wrestling Shoot listeners, it is I, Conrad Cushman from Everything Pro Wrestling, here to let you know that Everything Pro Wrestling is a show by the fans, for the fans. And you guys can catch us on YouTube where we record all of our podcast episodes live, where we get fan interaction, fan feedback, and get your thoughts on everything happening in the pro wrestling world. So do us a favor. Join us on Wednesdays after AEW Dynamite at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Join us in the live stream. Come on in and leave your thoughts about AEW Dynamite. We also do pay-per-view reviews for all of your favorite companies, whether it's WWE, NXT, New Japan, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor. Sometimes we even pop up with a local indie review. Just make sure you're subscribed to Everything Pro Wrestling on YouTube. And if you want to listen to us on the go and you want to just listen to the audio versions, we are also featured on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Now, let's get back to listening to Jesse and the Pro Wrestling Shoot.